clap, 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 clap. Yo, it's Draped in Gold, your one-stop shop for action to action across the ring and across the pond, NXT, NXT UK content. Hello, boys here live with you, streaming live. It's 1.30 here locally, but we're being seen all over the interwebs globally, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. But as always, you know, I can't break these down alone because literally I've tried doing it alone and it's not nearly as good. Please welcome my co-host. You can find him on the Mac Mania podcast. He's on the Mass Man show this week, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and he's actually a producer. Dead body available on that festival circuit right now. Give it up for your majesty, Jack Farmer. How's it going, sir? Flobo boys, always good to be here representing the soccer kit for the old uh, black and gold <laughs> brand. How far down is this logo? Whatever. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Infield Town. What they, up? They, they have the the logo down at the very bottom of the shirt, I think. But yeah, that my new official representing this team, uh, Enfield Town. That's my new team. <laughs> you have to look. Enfield uh, Town. We'll rock in the kit. <laughs> I, I got to give credit where credit's due. Flobo, this is a, a wonderful holiday gift from you. I appreciate it. I love it. I've been waiting for a chance to wear it. And I figured this is going to be a special episode. This is going to be a fun one. I should wear it today. Oh, how'd you know? A special episode because my Amazon grocery order came early. No, I'm kidding. We are not alone. We're being joined by a very, very special guest. You may see him all over the internet. This guy, this guy has written books. This guy has crafted audio drama, so he knows about character and story. Not to mention, he has his thumbprint all over the soap world and the world of the Hardys. Please welcome the CEO of JLJ Media, James Lott Jr. <laughs> It's me. I'm here. Um, you know, I almost came. I have a gold hat and I have a gold outfit. I almost wore because you're draped in gold, but I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But I'm wearing in honor of England. I'm wearing the six wives of Henry VIII. <laughs> the, the, the divorce beheaded died. Divorce beheaded survived. That one. That guy. Yes, exactly. From six. From six. Yes. Uh, well, if you know that guy. That guy's marital life is like a great reality TV show. It sounds like. Yes, I would love to write it. I would love to write, write it. But thank you guys. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Uh, James is not usually in the wrestling world, but you couldn't tell. We sat there and watched both NXT and NXT UK in the same week after watching SmackDown uh, on one of his other shows on his network. So it's going to have a lot of fun. And you guys can ask him questions too because he is fresh meat. <laughs> yeah. I am. <laughs> Let's get things started. NXT UK had a main event with a little bit of a bittersweet sentimental value. The ring general Valta is saying goodbye to the red and black brand. I still see it's weird to say that. But Nathan Frazier gets the nod, and this main event match is the kind of classic Walter I was missing at New Year's Evil. Just being honest, James Lott, Julian, let me start with you. Thoughts about the match. Thoughts about Walter. Thoughts about Nathan Frazier. Thoughts about NXT UK wholesale. NXT UK seemed a little rougher than NXT. I was like, we were in for something here. From the opening, I was like, oh, this is like it's a little rougher. I like rough. So I was like, I was ready. I was, I was ready to do this. Um, you already made it sexual. Not even five minutes in. Yeah, I like it rough. This I do. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I'm a dirty old man. Um, there, so am I. I'm single. So, yes. Um, but just, I want to tell just you. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing this <laughs> out there. Anybody, you know, I'm single. Ready. Okay. Um, Anyone in the chat, let us know if you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be. I'll have you vetted first before we. Go. Anyway. But anyway, so Bro, this match because they worked it up. It was like this is gonna be. I've seen somebody's last match for the U, for NXT UK. That's the Walter guy. So he's a biggin. I'm like mm -hmm. he is tall, giant, like an like you said, like an oak tree. Really like, big you know, hands. Oh yeah, big. He totally big hands. I like that. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, but then got this this pretty boy Nathan Fraser. I was like, he's pretty. A little haircut, like from the 90s, whatever. <laughs> I was like, okay. But then I was like, how are we going to get him? So overall, I will say that Nathan should be proud of himself. He should be mm -hmm. very good. Walk away with his hand. He, he, that was a match, folks. I mean, it was close so many times. And, I, and going into it, I was thinking, I'm curious how this is going to end. Because it's Walter's last match. This new guy is trying to become like whatever. He's become like the new face. Or can you take him down? I was yeah. really interested. Did the right did the right guy win in your opinion? You think? Did, did, were you surprised at the result? 
Actually, I kind of was. I thought they may it may be it may be Nathan, and he takes him down, and then one day Walter comes back in and like tries to. I mean, I thought they go out, but I thought okay, they decided to let him go out on a good note. He won. He won. He won. It was a good. I mean, it was a good fight. I mean, they both. I mean, flips and kicks and chest slaps, and I mean, everybody was working it out. Hell yeah. Jack, I actually have the same question for you. You know, we talk about leaving a brand, losing leaves town from the days of the bunkhouse brawl era. You kind of leave on your back, but Walter left with his hand held high, head held high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The phrase did look pretty good in defeat. Thoughts about the match, Jack, and did the right guy prevail in this particular situation? We started the show talking about fresh meat, and I think fresh meat just reminds me of Nathan Fraser's chest right now after those chops he was getting from those giant hands of Walter. We talked about those giant hands. I wouldn't want to high-five Walter. He's so dangerous. With those things. <laughs> the calluses alone. Uh, so as you ask, you know, look, Nathan Fraser, he put up a hell of a fight. He did a great job. The powerbomb reversals were incredible to see, but – did the right guy win? Is it even a question? Of course the right guy won. Walter is unbeatable. I don't think there could have been another option here. Walter getting the win, just like Walter always does. It was good to see him get one more before heading stateside. All right, now that Walter's ran away, Nathan Fraser got the main event. Where does he go from here? What do you want to see Nate Fraser do in 2022? I think Nathan Fraser's still... I know it was a good outing, and it says a lot that Walter wanted him as his last match. And it says a lot that he put up such a fight. But at the end of the day, this is all about wins and losses. And even though this was a great showing, you got to start adding up some dubs before you can start challenging for titles. If I'm Nathan Frazier, if I'm his manager, I'm lining up a, a couple of people that you could get some quick wins on to get on the positive side with the win-loss column and then make a strong push for a title. Uh, Josh Morell, don't answer your phone. Uh, shout out to Dylan Matthews in the chat. And uh, what up, Mason? What's going on? Ain't that no chance? Hey, there's always a chance at UK. No chance in heaven. I actually disagree with Jack Farber. I think he should go. <laughs> He'll turn. I disagree with Jack go. is encouraged here, so continue. Yeah, I know. I just, I just think that he should go for the big guys. Keep going for the big ones, and keep and and earning those, and earning those stripes in there, hanging, hanging in on it. Because Nathan's quick. He's like they always say, the biggest one can fall. And he made homeboy fall several times, and it came close. Very many times, it came close. He almost won. But Nathan's a quick one. All those flips he was doing, I don't know what you call them, but I was, I was very impressed. Flips are the technical term, I believe. I don't know. I can 30 years, whatever. I don't know what the terms are. I'm just like surprised he wore pants. I'm still on the fact he wore pants. Like, is this a size? To James's point, by the way, you'll notice Walter always struggles with the smaller, faster guys. A kid gave him a lot of heartache in the past as well. So maybe that's if you're someone trying to take Walter down, that's the ticket. You find someone who's smaller. Maybe if they did have a rematch, that maybe Nathan Frazier would have a better outing. But come on, this is the ring general. This is Walter. This is the man that slaps his way through everybody. He was winning no matter what. I just want to say a last note on this one, that when he had Nathan in the corner, he was basically putting his boot to his face. I'm like, geez, Walter, why? Damn, man. <laughs> I would have answered somebody in the chat room already. I don't know who you are at DCW, but <laughs> okay. There's several ways. There's several ways to skin a cat. Well, you shouldn't skin cats. That's all I'm saying. But several ways to win. And sometimes the bigger ones do fall. The smaller ones do make it. Like I said, if you're fast and quick and can do all kinds of things, you never have a career that way. Are you See, just, just, so we know, just so we just so we hear this right, James Lott Jr., a man who has admitted to skinning cats, wants to see <laughs> Nathan Frazier fight Walter again. What does that tell you? Back the best cat ever president. My opponent was a skin cat. Can he lead our country? But you shouldn't skin uh, cats. I'm just saying it's an old saying. <laughs> we got to move on. Uh, in the women's division, uh, a little bit of heartbreak for moi as two of my favorites, Amel and Stevie Turner, go head to head. And even though the writing's been on the wall for Stevie Turner for a long, long time, Flobito had hope, but that hope was dashed by the French hope, the new hope. Amel with a modified new finisher, the hope breaker, comes and prevails, but not before ticking off Jeannie in the process. Jack Farmer, I'm going to start with you. We all love Amel. You got mm -hmm. featured last week on the show with your tweet because you're all famous now she gets to win here now was that yeah. mean for her and Jenny on the horizon there was so much on the line for Amel in this matchup because 
Amel is getting featured. She's getting these video packages. She has the world's attention. And getting the attention is one thing, but following through and getting the win is the hard part. And today she did that against Turner, who, as you say, that's no small feat. That's that's a big deal, getting a win there. But it looks like already yet another challenger has arrived in Ginny. Ginny, by the way, just a treat on commentary. Her and Nigel were made. <laughs> you know, I know Andy Shepard. He's a friend of the show. But it yes. just seems so much more stylish with Ginny on commentary. Shout out to Andy Shepard. Without him, we wouldn't be the award-winning draped in gold. Uh, sorry for that in there. Uh, James, what about this? Amel, the French Hope, you mentioned her on Twitter. You're a fan of her in the ring. Go on. Okay. So I would switch teams for her. I would go straight for her. Totally. I don't know who you do now. <laughs> she's uh, she's hot. When she came out, I was like, wow, I'm actually attracted to her. Um, beautiful, uh, great little outfit stuff up here. I was working it out. I was like, okay, I'm ready. I say, I'm ready for it to do it. Um, so first of all, I was already attracted. So that's number one. Um, and secondly, I was like, I felt like they were evenly matched on some level. Like they both were, Aaron, Aaron, Stevie, both were getting them in. I wrote down. Um, they were they were going back and forth. It was it was a small. It was very dramatic. Lots of mm -hmm. screaming, shouting, lots yeah. of yelling. I noticed that yeah. in that match. Um, but I thought they were pretty. I thought I mean, a male should have won, of course. I mean, now I'm a new fan, so I'm gonna tweet at her one day too or something and see if she answers me back. Well, shout out to Amel the French show. Very active on social media. She probably do that. She like understands what's happening. New BFF. New BFF. I mean, if you get to be a new BFF, can you get Jack and a tickets to NXT UK? We've been trying for like two years. So yeah. make sure you work that contact for us. They Never need know. to make, we want an American announced booth so that everyone here in America watching can understand what's going on. We'll ship it. Yes. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. You know me, I make things happen. You never know. Can yeah. you translate? Uh, that's a flip, y'all. No, okay. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> well, so we talked about, well, I talked about Steve Turner because she's actually one of my favorites in the roster. I think she's lost her last three in a row. Uh, and I know wins and losses aren't counted as much as, say, AEW, but it does matter in NXT UK. It looks like Stevie is already in the back burner, Jack, with Ginny dealing with um, with, with Amel. If you're Stevie Turner's manager, agent, booker, what would you do? How would you get Stevie back on track? Right now, I think Stevie Turner is like that car that's stuck in mud and the tire's spinning and it's spinning. And when it does that, the harder you hit the gas, the more your wheels are just going to spin. I think she needs to stop, take a step back, give it mm -hmm. a few weeks, and then come back after she's had a chance to maybe heal up, maybe reassess her strategy, do something different. Because you're right, she has everything, but she it's like she keeps going out there over and over and over again and trying to erase the losses instead of stopping having a little patience, taking a breather, and then coming back and maybe, again, picking up a few wins that are easy so she can get the positive momentum. I think that's her biggest problem right now. Ooh. I have a question for Jack. So, Jack, if she takes a break and yeah. starts thinking about, will she get in her head too much? If taking a, would taking a break would get in her head and maybe she would be working too much. As a guy who's in my head all the time, that could happen. It absolutely could happen, but if you're getting loss after loss after loss, what's the worst that can happen? Maybe she should be in her head. Maybe she should be thinking, am I good enough? Maybe she needs that time to sort herself out because you lose too many in a row, something's wrong, and she needs to figure out what it is. Certainly not yeah. the outfit because she's got a cool – I know Ginny made fun of her uh, cosplay, but I like her style. She just needs to start finding a way to translate that into wins. Yeah, it's, I'll go with that, Jack. Okay, I'll go with that. It's one of those things with NXT UK. The roster is so tight, and there's only an hour that if you lose too many in a row, it's very quick for you not to be in the conversation. You know, so it's really important as one of the lone fans of Stevie Turner's asking her to go, please do it. Was uh, Jenny not great on commentary? Though? She was okay, all right, Jack. She was Let's all right. Give her some flowers. No. Just bringing the Nightbridge style to the commentary booth, the way she was able to really talk about everything that mattered in the ring. I thought that was a really well done job. You know, who would do that? Here's the deal with Jenny. Don't get me wrong. I wish more wrestlers or more superstars were on commentaries with Andy Shepard because they work with, especially pretty deadly as well. Jenny does that. I think she's even better with that. Joseph Connors, even though you don't want to see anyone lose her job or lose her partnership or lose her role. But here's a problem we have with Jenny. She was in the back for months and she got mad because of a promo package, maybe because people were talking about Amel and not Jenny. And that's her fault because she wasn't wrestling. Look, when you dress the way Ginny dresses, you should have all the attention. She said it herself, she is the picture. She's the one you take the photo of. She has a right to be angry. James, am I wrong? 
No, here's the thing. It was very so proper to me. I loved it. I loved the shade. I love the shade of all. <laughs> I and she was shading, and she was, you know, I loved it. And she was shading Andy, and she was like, "How do you work with this clown?" I loved the whole. I loved all of that. That part spoke to me more than anything else, of course. That's my world. Uh, I live. In, I live in shade. It's always cooler in shade. Um, but I think Jack is. Jack is. I, I'm going this time. I go with Jack on this one. Yes, I actually agree with him on this. So you're not wrong. I don't think you're not wrong at all. So yeah. all right. thanks for coming out, James. See you next week. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's no, fine. You're like, <laughs> that's, that's fine. Um, I'm just a little upset about everything. Uh, so in our t- top of the show today, we had ourselves our second match in the NXT Tag Team Tournament. Uh, well, the last week we saw Ready and Forward, Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter advance. This time was the other side of the bracket. Jack Stars Dave Massive against Dee Familia with Charlie Dempsey in ringside. And I know Jack is shaking his head because Gallus got involved. And well, it seems that Jack Stars and Dave Massive advances. I'm okay with this, baby. What's up, Jack? I think it's unfortunate that you have a tag team match with some of the best wrestlers on the planet. And I'm talking about Familia getting screwed out of a win here because Gallus can't seem to figure out where the locker room is. And they start rolling around in the, in the crowd and out to the ringside area. Where's the security? Where's everyone keeping things in line? A team was robbed of a shot that they should have had today because a team that wasn't supposed to be out there got involved. Namely, Gallus. Hey, look, man. The Dwight Familiar are not good people to begin with, and the call was final. James, talk about the tag team match. Okay, so I wasn't impressed with Dwight Familiar, how they say they're trying to say it. I was not impressed with that. You tell him. You tell him. I wasn't. But I'll tell you, ooh, Dave Mastiff. Ooh, <laughs> corner because he is huge. Hell yeah. Love the beard. Love the beard. The bummer. Oh, he's, he's something else. Jack Stars. I was, no, I was hot for him. He was hot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He has the abs now. He got a short oh, abs. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I meet him in a dark corner. <laughs> um, but these are some big boys, first of all. So mm-hmm. I think they are supposed to win. I mean, they were the ones that were their big. I mean, yes, there were many times when the Dive Familia came back and they had some, they had some moments there. But no. And they, but the thing is, it was really funny. You know, Dave Master and them, they really worked together. And even even yes. I'll, I'll give I'll give I'll give points to Dr. too. They really did work as a tag team. I mean, they actually I saw those said the tigers went in, you do this over here, this over here. It really did seem like it worked. Um I, I, I it was a great match. I mean, I was I was worn out afterwards. I was completely worn out. And I mean, like this one part I wrote mm-hmm. this down when Dave Mastiff comes down to land on one of them, I forgot which one it was. I was like, oh. <laughs> God, I thought roadkill was going to happen. I was scared. I was scared for him. I was like, you earned your money in this ring. If you're going to let some big man like that fall over you, that's, that's a little crazy. Um, but I really did. I mean, it, I mean, it was it was close a couple of times, but I think the right the right matchup did win. I mean, it, it was they, they all ran that ring and outside the ring did all that stuff. But I think they really did. So you're the nail on the head. I, I with you. I'm with you. The cohesion of stars and Mastiff. They've been tag team a lot longer. Uh, definitely shows. But that felt me is the first time we saw them together on NXT UK. They have a new theme package, but it didn't hit you. What? I feel like that should be something that you'd be like, oh, this cool character, but it didn't really touch you. Any reason why you think is there something that doesn't really like like hit for you there? They're not memorable to me. Mm. I would say all the other. I mean, I've, I've just watched three hours of, of wrestling the first time in like thirty years. My man, um, and I mean, t- I'm telling you, I don't know how you guys. Don't, and I guess do this every week, but I told Flobo Jack that after the, the first one, I was like, I want to go fight people. I want to run down the street and fight people. I was so amped up after these matches. It's, it's, I don't know how you guys do this every week. I know it's like <laughs> no day office for you guys, but I was like, I just want to fight somebody. I'm ready. Bring things around. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know? that's why like Flobo and I fight all the time on this show. Oh, we have we have podcasts you fight on. That's how much you want to well, fight. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, but no, but all the wrestlers to me stood out. Even the ones I didn't care for and were like big fans of, they all stood out to me. This tag team of Tio Man and Raja, they didn't stand out to me. It's kind of they just like they were just like they look like, they look like regular guys actually. I'd see at a club or something with the little goatees or whatever, the hair, with the whatever. It doesn't stand out to me. Where at least massive and stars, they stand out. Their look stands out, and so that's they did. So it didn't really grab me. I think I think they need better packaging. Oh, oh, use the inside of terms. Okay. <laughs> so if if Tio Mountain was built like a Pixar character, then you'd be behind them. But because they're built like regular athletes, you're like, yeah, I don't care. Oh, I'll be actually, advocate. Actually, no, no, actually, Jack, I can answer Jack Farmer on this one. Actually, no, because when we talk about the other this NXT, there's some guys who look like regular guys. They stood out to me. Okay. 
Who did it for you? I'm just curious. For who stuck out to you in NXT UK? That was regular. That was regular size person. I'm saying on the, I'm saying on the other end. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to that. So there are regular guys on that that did stand out. Uh, so that means I'm not sure if it's next week or next the week after. That's not really clear. But uh, Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter will take on Jack Stars and Dave Massive in the finals for a chance to face Mustache Mountain. James, you know I'm a big fan of Ashton and Oliver. I've been promoting him all week to you. Who would you got between those four men? Jack Stars, Dave Massive, or always ready and forward? Out of four of them? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You know how much I love the other two. Okay, let's see. I mean, okay. Yeah, um, for different reasons, I bet. How much How much do you love them, James? We'll see. Uh, I know. I know, Jack. It's so crazy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go with. Massive and stars. Oh wow! Heart's breaking. So now I'm gonna have to watch it to see what happens. Oh, well. Yeah. Please I, don't I, follow you at I, James Lodge Jr. on all social media platforms. I think, I think I think they're gonna give a good fight. They're gonna give a good fight. I think it's gonna, yeah. be, I think it's gonna be a good match. For sure. I think, that, I think Massive and stars are gonna take it. I know that character-wise, you want to have like a, an antagonist or a bad guy character versus a good guy character. But those four men, I think, are the most cohesive tag teams. Except for pretty deadly, man. Their own story in NXT UK. So the fact they're in a match together to me, it's a treat. Jack, what's we'll you? If I have to pick between them, I go with Ready and Forward. I think that they are a team that we talk about fluidity. They're the best tag team fluidity team on all of NXT, and I think that they're again their combination of size and speed works a little bit better than the combination of size and speed of Mastiff and Stars. And I also think that Ready and Forward have more experience together and i also think that they're just ready they, they seem primed you know certain teams especially as we get into the playoffs in football for instance they just feel like they're peaking at the right time and i feel like ready and forward is peaking at the right time I agree. Oh, the steelers um, <laughs> i mean it just gets you to the promised land and stop right before you get there okay right. so we have a Tuesday promo package pretty much a re an answer to dragon promo from last week jordan devlin is saying that dragon off fighting for his family is pathetic but it's now official two weeks from today it's going to be a match for the nxt united kingdom championship jordan devlin the irish ace against unbazikba Ilya dragon uh james this is the first time seeing this package between these two men what do you feel about these two guys soap opera I was like, this is pure soap opera. I love it. It's like, I'm watching I mean, the production. It's like, they really, you guys really do production. You guys, like, you do it. But the Yanksy UK and the Yanksy. You're they, welcome. Yeah, yeah, we try. But it's just, it's just that like, seriously, as a person who doesn't know nothing and seeing these guys, they look mean, they look rough, whatever. I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Um, but it's just kind of like, the package and the whole thing, it's so, to me, it's so, it's completely like getting us geared up, getting us ready. They each have a story. And now we're going to, when you get in the ring, everybody's worked up in a frenzy and it'll be, it'll be good, I think. But I, I, I love the production value. That's from, because I don't know anything else about them, but I just, I was like, okay, I see what's going on here. I see it. She's very, very, very cinematic, I guess. Yes. What's we'll you? We'll see you, Jack. Yeah, this was another good package. I say it all the time, but the NXT UK video package team really is second to none. And the one thing that they were missing this week is my tweets up there. This time <laughs> I was looking but, for you. I was like, oh, hell, not three times. Oh, hell. <laughs> you would never have heard the end of it if you saw saw my name up there again. Nope. Um, but that said, this this package really just reiterated what I've felt for a while. And that's that Jordan Devlin is destined to win this title. As much as it feels nice to talk about your family and how you mm -hmm. fight for them, this is a, a combat sport. It, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about your family. It matters about what you do in that ring. And Jordan Devlin's focused on that. You think about all the greatest fighters of all time. None of them talk about their family. They talk about winning matches. That's what Jordan Devlin's doing. And that's why Jordan Devlin's going to win the NXT UK Championship. Jack Farmer's family's a liability. James, what do you think? He's <laughs> like, it's all screw family. He's like, that I mean, help. the holiday season was pretty close by. I can understand. And after yeah. that, you're like, that hey, was... Jack, like, Jack has no heart. He's like, screw family. I'll see you in May. I'm out. I can't do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say hi to our friend Cedric. I know Cedric. Hi, Cedric. Hey, what up, Cedric? Um, um, we got next. I, I mean, I disagree with Frank. I mean, uh, what's that, Frank? Um, what is your name? Jack. I just agree with you. <laughs> Here I know like, these names are. I think. Um, I, think I, th I think family is important. That's going to help fuel the fire to win. 
Unless he's going to be in Fast and Furious, but it's fine. Uh, I, I, I oh, do... yeah. If Dom is in this, then family <laughs> always wins. I, I, I do want Devlin to win, but the way it's been going, and I hate to pull back the curtain a bit, the way it goes has been going the past years, that the first attempt, there's no title change. The second attempt, there is title change. And I feel I got a feeling this may happen that way, too. But, hey, who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, before we get on, we talked uh, to NXT 2.0. Jack, we we're talking about other companies and how they excel in long-term booking. I want your opinion about this A-Kid Noam Dar story. They had a package as well. I kind of forgot about the fact that A-Kid had cost Noam Dar the cup the first time, and now they come around full circle. Was this the kind of thing we want to see more of in other brands, or is this the kind of thing that makes like NXT UK unique? I think that people reminding us of matches in the past is always a good thing. I think it adds more stakes to it. It shows us that this isn't just happenstance that A-Kid is having a match with Noam Dar, but there is that story. There is that reason for them to fight. And for A-Kid, there's so much more to it than just winning the title. It's getting another one up on Noam Dar. Noam Dar, there's more to it for him. This kind of stuff matters to me. And I, I hate when we forget about these things that happened in the past. And I love it. I think everyone should be doing it. Well, I, for one, am all about it. Uh, uh, James, you talk about the soap opera aspect of, of, of NXT UK and the wrestling thing. Was it a perfect balance of action and storytelling that way? Was it a bit too much? Did you want more action? Did you want more of these stories? What was your opinion of this? Well, I, I actually felt watching both NXT and NXT UK, NXT had more soapy elements and more i feel like it's uk was like right to the point i was like yeah they had some packages and some things going on but i felt like it was just more i guess it was grittier um it felt it just felt grittier and felt rougher it just felt like here's a match here's a little backstory here's a match anyway, it wasn't so it wasn't as showy mm. as nxt to me I'm just as somebody who doesn't who's never watched either yeah 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 i just came across i felt like nxt was much more show much more like a concert much more like a soap opera much more like all of them. And I was really, I was worn out. I was worn the F out after I watched NXT. <laughs> I was like, I'm a little worn out, but not as bad. Like, it was just here we go, here we go, here we go. Love it, got it. NXT UK was very easy to follow. Um, mm. Very easy to follow for somebody who just doesn't watch these things. Um, so I don't know. I, I think the brand, I think the brand was actually a great balance, but I don't think it was too much of anything. Hey, I always say if I get one person to watch NXT UK, I feel that much better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack, before we move on to NXT 2.0, man, any other notes you have for NXT UK this week? Uh, this was just another solid episode. Um, I thought that it was, I was really glad that uh, Pretty Deadly went to Sid's office, gave him a good uh, tongue wagon, a good finger wagon, and uh, let him know that they can't, you can't just have people disrespecting a team like Pretty Deadly the way they did. And I'm That's glad cool. that they got their way. Yeah, they're going to have a match uh, with Sam. Gr What's another Jack favorite? Sam Growell. They have to think a partner is choosing. My money's on Saxon Huxley, but who's going to know? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Or I could take him up. You know what? Maybe I could team up with uh, with him. I'll be the partner. I'll be you, the mystery partner. You would never. You would never. <laughs> you would totally bail. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't tag in the ring, but I would. <laughs> Fly me out to stand there, y'all. Uh, all right. <laughs> NXT 2.0, the Tuesday night delight. A lot of things happened. A lot of things shifted since the fallout of New Year's Evil. And more importantly, is how the show started. New NXT champion, Braun Breaker, heads to the ring and has a whole new manifesto for the locker room. He's a fight champion. Jack and I have already talked about Braun Breaker, but I'm curious how you feel about the man who is champion there, JLJ. I'm all in. When he came out, I was like, who is that? Yeah, I you believe him. Oh, I would beat him in a dark corner, too. Oh, jeez, and crackers. Do you I believe him like, as a fighter? <laughs> Do what? you believe him as a wrestler? Do you believe him as a fighter? I'm, or a wrestler? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> I don't know, brother. I'm getting there. <laughs> I don't I'm know. I'm getting there. I'm just saying, okay, my first impression was that I was, I was like, yes, I'm in. Like the name. Love the whole thing. He, he loves boy. the name, y'all. He's a big boy. And he has short hair. I was like, oh, not the long, you know, flowy hair all these wrestlers have. I was like, okay, so that's my first impressions. I, I, I did like a cute little goatee. Worked out for me. I liked it. Um, so I thought, I thought his opening was good. I thought it was really good. I was like, okay, I'm interested in seeing what he can do. That's my first impression. So what was the other question? Uh, that's it. How'd you feel about Braun Breaker? Did you believe oh, yeah, what he was yeah. talking I, about? I, being I, a I'm, in love. I'm in love, so it's fine, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so, Jack, we were talking about this on 
phone text? Sorry, I had a, had a vocabulary glitch. We're talking about on phone. about this via text about Braun Breaker. Do you believe him when he has a microphone? Does it give his kind of a nostalgia act? Is he bringing something fresh? Do you like his promos? That kind of thing. Now he's a guy on top of the mountain. You know, I, I want to start by something I didn't realize until James said it, but the short hair, the, the, the facial hair, the build. Broad Breaker and I are very similar in a lot of ways. Stop. So Stop. I think that I'm glad that that was brought up. James but, never said I'll take Jack Farmer ever. Uh, I, never I've, never, nope. I've never said that. I'm like, nope. well. <laughs> so I've said for a while, Braun Breaker is the next big thing in WWE. He's going to be the next big star. He's going to be the guy main eventing WrestleManias. He's going to be the guy on posters. I don't know how old he is. He's probably like 12. I don't know. Everyone in NXT 2.0 is so young now. But he's a young guy. He is going to be the of the company. 24. That's sick. 24. October 24, 1997. I could be his father. Now you made it weird. But continue. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. It's So he's going to be the guy that's on the cover of all the – I was going to say cover of magazines, but speaking of old, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but he's going to be the, you're going to see his picture on the side of the WWE trucks. He's the guy. I think every time he's out there, he proves it. And, you know, to the point of what you were saying, the nostalgia act, I was asking because his family was a part of WWE. He sounds so much like Scott Steiner that there's a i don't know if there's a little bit of a a nostalgia of why i like him on the microphone he doesn't wow you he's not the rock but there's just like an an energy to him like i've said i always think of him as a coiled spring he seems like he's about to pop and blow up on everybody so i i think he's great i think he's the future of the company he's gonna be around for another 20 years i think you know jack what you meant to say was digital magazine cover that's what you meant to say (laughs) yes digital magazine cover. very young and cool yeah, exactly. You know, I, you know, it's a person who just, like I said, don't know his history, don't know anything about him or whatever. Um, I think he has it. I feel like he has it. Yeah, that's great. Because I, I, okay, on our sister show, Mac Mania, every Tuesday is where we get your podcast. I am pro-Braun in that I think he's a star. I Like Jack says, I do envision him on the production truck, which I think is a really gold standard. But it's true. It's a really good skin to be up there. My problem was is he his whole story was becoming champion and he got the championship within three months of working so what's next so i got a little bit of a glimpse of that of saying he's gonna be a fighting champion which i suggested which means i'm a visionary but uh cedric has a question i want to pose to you guys he goes he's curious about the set of challenges for braun during his run uh even though it looks like la knight you know could be there he's returning uh after the whole grace and wall at styles thing who really is around to take down braun breaker you think there jack so this was something um that I think that I think the next challenger, if you're looking like who's next, it looks like it's Santos Escobar. It looks like he's going to be the next one. But I think the big money match, like Neeson says here in the chat, actually, I think what they're going to do, probably WrestleMania weekend, I think it's going to be Mello, Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker. I think Carmelo Hayes is going to try to get every singles title under his belt all at the same time against the guy. Braun Breaker, who seems to be breaking everyone who wants to do the same thing. Well, we got to talk about Carmelo Hayes in just a minute, but we got to go to that main event real quick. AJ Styles actually had a match on NXT. If you guys don't know, he skipped NXT the first time around. I think it's theoretically his first match back against Grayson Waller and the Grayson Waller effect. James Law Jr., here's a class of styles and time period, no pun intended, of AJ being the present and Grayson Waller being the future. What was going through your mind during that main event? Um, it was good. I mean, it's number one. one. It was, I was like, okay, I'm I'm in. I am I am I was in it. I was in it. I was like, i I was worn out afterwards. I was totally, I was like, okay. Um, they both had they I hate the pun, I'm sorry, Flubbo. But each had different styles. I made the same pun. It's cool. I know. I can't open it. I had to say it. I just had to say it. Um, Grayson is so tall. I was like, okay. I was like, look, he's tall. Um, and but I mean, I wrote, I wrote this test. I wrote down when I was watching it. Grayson Waller's built at five eleven. I think AJ Styles is five eight. Yeah, he seems to seem really tall to him. But there were a lot of really. Guys, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know. He's not, he's not taller. Than five no, eight. actually, no. I think the back Wikipedia has them both at five foot eleven inches. Well, oh, wow. Grayson's okay, taller well, than AJ. Maybe with lifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so okay, so I wrote down. I, I, I said all technical terms, but 
Uh, Grayson did a lot of headlocks. That was good. Um, AJ has a lot of good foot stuff. He's doing a lot of foot things. It was so funny. I was laughing when he had it when when Grayson had AJ's. Um, I think it was a shoe and great and great. No, AJ had Grayson's shoe. Grayson trying to crawl away. I was laughing at that. <laughs> um, a lot of times, almost three counts. A lot of times. Um, also, AJ's lip was bleeding at one point. And I was like, they're really working it out. Like, this, this is this is like they're in there in it to win it. Where in ballet. And he is bleeding, bleeding, bleeding to me. So I was like, okay, he work, he's working it out. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was, a, it was, a, I thought it was a good match. I, for me, somebody again, don't know either of them, but watching it, it entertained me. It was a lot of athleticism in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked, and I was like, okay. I, to me, they gave me, they gave me my my money's worth. So AJ is kind of like a veteran, about twenty years in the game, give or take. If not, if not twenty, close to twenty, right? And Grayson's fairly newer. Uh, does Grayson, in your opinion, James, does he have it like Ron has it, or has, do you not see it quite yet? Um. I think he he's on his way maybe to have it yet. He stood he stood out for me. He totally stood out for me. Uh, but I know I do think he has. I mean, yeah, yeah I think he, I think he could have it. I think he could. Yeah, oh, he's, okay. he's, he's not there yet. I don't think he's there yet, but I think he could get there. Well, Jack, let me yeah. talk to you. Uh, yeah, LA, LA, yeah, LA Knight's back. And well, I mean, after the match here, a little bit of a tease of an alliance with AJ, but pretty much that's for the fans, I bet. But still, Ellen Knight's back. Grayson Waller is touching his jaw. What do you have? What do you got going next in your crystal ball? Grayson Waller if, is a stock you should buy. He's going to be such a star. He's so good at getting under people's skin and just being annoying and being that person you hate. But LA Knight, you're right. He's back. It's funny. As I was watching this episode, I was thinking to myself, where's LA Knight been? And I was thinking to myself, is he going to be in the Rumble? Is this his way of like exiting NXT and going to, to Raw or SmackDown? I don't know. But it's good to see him back. And I think it was such a smart move to have him come back and hug AJ. It's one of those things where when you see someone who's a Hall of Fame legend giving a hug to someone who's in NXT, you think that guy might be the next big guy, you know? And I think him, I think AJ being here really helps everyone involved. And I think it was a really really smart thing that WWE has done to have them all pal around with each other. But LA Knight finally getting his hands back on Grayson Waller. This could be fun. Kind of a deep cut here, but Dylan says Grayson beats LA Knight to the main roster. I would say yes with the caveat. And that caveat is you got to find more ways to differentiate between him and Austin Theory. But that's just my opinion. That's yeah, LA Knight had the tightest jeans on earth. I was like, <laughs> they were tight, bro. Like, bro. <laughs> you doing those jeans? I mean, I was watching, but I was just like, wow, okay. I don't know how you, I don't know how you do them. Yeah, man, his his poor Santa Monica's were tight. Uh, moving They're on to the it on. <laughs> yeah, they were. He was doing the I was like, he's moving in them. I just couldn't. I can't believe he was moving them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so, uh, the biggest social media moment of the night didn't come from the main event. Then it came from the champion at the most mentions of NXT this week was the debut of Wendy Chu. If you guys don't know Wendy, she's been in the background sleeping for the better part of a month. She came out with her pajamas in six-man tag team match action. And this one of the things in wrestling is pretty ridiculous. That I saw a comment saying this is WWE's answer to Orange Cassidy. But that aside, I'm going to get your opinion there first, JLJ. Can someone sleep through being awesome in the ring? I laugh. So I love her. I want her. Be, I want her to be my BFF. I was like, "What did you? You are hilarious." Uh, and I mean, I see. I mean, see a few things here and there. And she go back to sleep. I was. I was laughing. I was like, to me, it was pure entertainment. Uh, all the ladies are like, "This is like the Spice Girls fighting." I was like, "All these there was a different race and side. Everybody was like working together." And I was like, "I just. I mean, I literally just kind of. I kind of watched the match. I was just more watching them all for their outfits. I was like, okay, ladies, guys, working it out.' But I was like." I'm behind Wendy Chu. She's a star. I'm like, I'll, I'll take, I'll take Wendy Chu somewhere. She is, she is a star. I was, uh, I was really finished. Jack, same question for you. But before I do that, there was a little bit of rumblings on that same social media side of it that we kind of missed Tian Shaw. Was this the move that NXT had to do? Is it going to benefit them in the long term? Uh, did they have to? Uh, you don't know. You didn't have to. I think Tian Shaw was still doing good things. I think Boa is a good example of that. But uh, this is. The the word I would use to describe Winnie Chu, she's adorable. I, how do you not like her? How, she's she's so lovable. And the way she's stretched. And by the way, I was thinking to myself as I was watching this, I don't know whose idea the whole thing was, but how smart. Could you imagine? I like to imagine she was backstage somewhere and she said, hey, I got an idea. What if for work I wore pajamas and slept all the time? 
It's yeah. a great spot. And by the way, probably the most relatable character since everyone's working at home because everyone's working in their pajamas these days. I thought this was great. I think she's fun. And I want to see what she does next. I think for all the other, with, with all due respect to everyone else in this match, all eyes were on Wendy for this one. Yeah, I agree. It's all Wendy. Wendy's a star. I'm, 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 I literally, I want to be her, her fan club president. I mean, I mean, I'm telling you. Oh. Which is so funny because again, she was in the back the background for a month and it was kind of like you should fight her, but then she became the star of this matchup. Uh yeah, I'm I'm on board too. I was worried and concerned about it like Festus. I think Dylan was saying that uh in the chat. I was looking for more of a Festus kind of character. Uh just hope because Festus was a character about 15 years ago, James, where the bell would ring and he would go into like a catatonic state. And oh. then the game would be like all angry and mean, but this is a different thing. She chooses to sleep whenever she wants to, which is pretty cool. So I, I can't knock that. Someone asked me in chat. I don't know. I never heard of black and gold. I don't know what that means. Like oh, black and yellow. <laughs> black and yellow. Black and yellow. It's kind of a colloquial term. NXT 2.0 launched in September, and so before then, it was a little bit more like NXT UK in that it was a bit darker, it was a bit more athletic based. That's usually called the black and gold era. That's yeah. kind of like old school fans are kind of like NXT's changed for the worst kind of a thing. It's oh, called also, black and gold because the logos and everything were black and gold, as opposed to now where they're very colorful and painted and, and things. I got backgrounds, y'all. That's why I say this. And it's last one. What's the next thing? There was a lot of gymnastics in this match. I loved it. So the ladies, they did a lot of a lot of things. Uh, I like gymnastics too, but I love hitting people hard as we had ourselves a crowbar in a pole match, which was surprising to me because Tony D'Angelo promised me many ways to use a crowbar, and it happened. Jack Farmer. Well. This is interesting about the shift of 2.0 versus the OGs. Pete Dunn, is he done? Oh, Flo oh I'm so, I'm I know, so, I know. I'm so proud of you, Flobo. I'm so proud of you. For I, got a, I got a punning calendar for Christmas. Uh, and I don't know if you can see this here. I get puns every single day. So shout out to Evan Mack. <laughs> this is so dumb. I, I can't I can't read it for oh, it says I used to I used to compete in boomerang contests. I haven't competed in a number of years, but I bet it would come back to me. But continue. I love it. I love it. Uh, that's good. So I don't think I don't think Pete Dunn's lost because I don't think Pete Dunn's in a different spot than he was before the change. He's he's Ooh. sort of been in this spot for a while where you're gonna get really tough, hard hitting, finger broken matches out of him, and that's what we still got. He didn't come out as the winner, but that's what we got. At the end of the day, though, like much like Wendy in the other match we talked about. Today, it's all about Tony D'Angelo. Come on. Yeah, how do you not like this guy? It's so funny. When he first debuted, we first heard about him. We were like thinking, oh, my God, what a stereotype. What a what a silly, lazy stereotype. But then this guy comes out. And just how do you not want to be like, hey, Paisans. Come on. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. I love Tony D'Angelo. And uh, the world is his oyster. Mm-hmm. James, where, where, where do I start? Where, 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 where do I start? Are we talking about Pete or are we talking about D Tony? Talk about Tony D'Angelo first of all, because I like, I'll do this. Talk about yeah. Tony D'Angelo. Okay, he's big and beefy. I love that. He is. He is. Yes, and when the track so I said earlier, I would love, I would wear the tracksuit. I would totally wear it if they could find it for me. I would wear it. I'd wear it. Twenty five for me. I wear the <laughs> I was like, okay, but at first I was kind of like, okay, well he's coming out. It was like a regular guy, like I was in Boston or somewhere, and I see an Italian back there in New York. I was like, oh, it was like one of the guys I've seen in the neighborhood. Um, but I mean, he was, he, he yeah, it, it was uh, like, and there's a little ponytail. I was like, okay, little ponytail, which which homeboy used against him later in the match. But I was like, okay, little ponytail. But no, he was he was good. I mean, the whole thing, he was really he was. I feel like there was because he had a lot of stomping happen on him when it, later in the, it was it was kind of crazy. But I mean, he really did hold his own in there. That's my feeling about Tony. So do I mention Pete now or no? Do I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So I wasn't sure about him. <laughs> when he first walked out with the hair swept down to the side, is that a leotard or something he's wearing? And then the fur thing, I was like, what am I watching? Like that, now that to me was like old school. Remember, I'm from the 80s. That to mm-hmm. me was like old school wrestling outfit. And I was like, he's all tall and sinewy. I was like, what am I about to watch? He looked so <laughs> weird when he was walking down the... The, the entryway or whatever. I was like, okay. Nobody took all that, took all that stuff off and went to town. I mean, I went to town. This match, I found myself getting caught up about that crowbar. I was like, who's gonna get it? And I mean, it was <laughs> hilarious when Homeboy stood on Homeboy to get the crowbar and then get it. And when they were trying, I mean, it's like they're getting so close, they're getting so close, they're getting so close. 
I literally, great, I mean, to me, great stunts, great everything. I mean, that part to me, I loved it. <laughs> homeboy, except on homeboy. I love it. <laughs> that, that's what I love the most. Uh, in our North American title division, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, finally gelling to the, the part where I kind of look forward to their appearances, has overtly said he's the A champion. But James, let me ask you this. On the way out of the arena, they came face-to-face -face with two Cameron Grimes at a and uh, the whole world's been wanting to know your opinion of Cameron Grimes, a wrestler <laughs> in the NXT show. Thoughts about that, good sir? So for me, it, for years, God, I begin to say, "Have you heard of Cameron?" It's a Cameron Grimes in wrestling. I kept meaning to check him out to see just what the time. I just never did. Because I'm friends with the Cameron Grimes from the Why and I Young and the Restless show. And I've interviewed her three or four times in my life. I interviewed her twice last year. Um, and she's aware of the Cameron Grimes. So when that, I didn't know he was going to be on the show. So when he came out, like, there's Cameron Grimes. Like, I actually get to see him. He <laughs> yeah. was nothing what I thought he'd look like at all. I mean, nothing. <laughs> I, I, nothing I thought he'd look like with the longest hair or whatever. Um, and he had, he had bravado. I like that he had bravado. Um, you know how to talk smack again. I love shade. I talk smack. He was talking smack to uh, was it Carmelo and them about the car and stuff. Well, I was talking mm -hmm. about again, soap opera. Sorry, Cameron Grimes was in soap opera in wrestling. Um, I you know he's actually he's he's somebody he's I can I he stands out to me. To me, he's an average looking guy who stands out. Speaking of something that Jack Farmer was saying, to me, he was like he's not super big or super small or. Like, there's no facial tattoo, nothing, nothing crazy on him. He's like a regular guy that I might know and see on the street. But actually, he, you know, he 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 he, wor he works it out. I mean, he impressed me in the match. I mean, I really wasn't. I was because against what? Uh, who was he against? Uh, uh, Damien Damien Kemp. Damien Kemp. Who's hot? Okay. Um, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, at first, I was like, okay. Well, I was, I was like, he may not do well, but then he really held his own and obviously won. So, so Cameron Grimes, if you're watching this. You have impressed me. I know I'm not nobody, but you've impressed me, and I and I would watch you again. Shout out to Damon Kemp, uh, the brother of Gable Stevenson, Olympic gold medalist Gable Stevenson. Uh, uh, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Stevenson goes by Damon Kemp in NXT. He uh, had a losing effort against Cameron Grimes this week, which is pretty cool. Is that, yeah, hey, I had to be before my brother. <laughs> and if you before my brother, they go to the gold medalist. Uh, yeah. So it's so interesting that they're using a different name for him instead of Stevenson, since Gable is part of WWE now. It's weird because it looks so much alike, but I wouldn't. I mean, Solo Sokoa, not really. He's he's an Uso, but he's not an Uso. And everyone's chanting Uso, but he's not an Uso. Um, and speaking of Solo Sokoa, my favorite storyline so far is Solo Sokoa against Boa. Uh, we're getting some of that supernatural stuff from the 80s. If you guys have watched some of the Samoan Dynasty, the Tian Shan remnants of Boa, I'm always like, hashtag push Boa. Jack, let me start with you. On board, wait and see. Off board, where you stand? I'm a Boa fan, so I like this. I like I like the way they're presenting it, too, where they're both just hard-hitting dudes that want to beat the crap out of each other, and they're not going to back down. They're both big fellas. They're both swinging hard. Uh, they both showed well to me. I think this is exactly what you want from both these guys, which is, like I said, they're both big, hard-hitting dudes. They're not going to back down. I want to see who eventually wins, but I think both will come out looking stronger either way. Hell yeah. Fireballs, everybody. James, thoughts about that? I agree with Jack. They both were both. I wrote down both. I wrote down solid axes. They're both solid guys. Lots of chokeholds. I wrote that down also. Um, and a little drama again. Here's a little soap moment. A lot of drama with the ref counting to ten, and they kept going, and they yeah. kept going, and then they go off the thing. They're fighting the where I thought that to me is old school wrestling that I remember growing up, um, where you just you just go off the rails and everything, and just keep it continuing. That made me laugh a little bit. Um, but no, I think I think it was Sokoa, how you pronounce it? Sokoa and Boa. Sokoa, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they both to me they both were solid. I mean, I I'm really curious to see actually kind of which one emerges because I think they both either one could emerge over the other. <laughs> what emerge AF, bro. Uh, <laughs> going from my favorite storyline so far to my least favorite, I think we have closure here. Santos Escobar and Zion Quinn had a match for the services of Electra Lopez, but it's not quite clear if it's romantic or business, but Electra chose Escobar. The story seems to be over. Jack, I'm start with you first because we've been watching this for months. Was this a net positive for Zion Quinn, a net negative for Legato? Was it a waste of my time? What was it? 
the, the whole rivalry felt a little bit like, what are we doing here? Why are these two guys are fighting over a girl, but it's the girl that wants them to fight and not them fighting because they want to fight for the girl. It was a weird setup. It felt clunky from the beginning. Like you said, this feels like it's over. If it is, then it kind of works out well because right now Santos Escobar got a big win showed his dominance, got back control of Legado del Fantasma, but also Zion Quinn can now go off and has shown that he can face off against whole stables of people and he can be that big dude. Uh, and hopefully he just gets something a little more interesting than this. This, this felt like a half-baked idea the whole way through, to be honest. Uh, Dylan Matthews says, a waste of my time and negative for Zion, which I'm inclined to agree. But James, let me ask you this. I mean, you saw the tail end of this one. Uh, did it make sense for you? Did you like it? Did you like the drama, the pathos, the combat? Don't use big words I can't use, pathos. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I, it's funny. Sorry. Me, very soap opera. It was completely, but like this bad. for sure. But like bad soap. Um, there's, uh, there's some storylines on soaps you're like, really? The um, soap snob? The soap standards? Bad yeah, yeah. soap. Yes, that's right. I mean, I don't like everything on soaps. Shit. I mean, <laughs> um, but no, this one felt, I, I agree with Jack and you guys. It just felt a little clunky. I was like, I didn't need her. Like, first of all, I didn't, I didn't, girl, we didn't need you in this whole thing. Um, they could have, like, I don't know, just got my nerves. But that said, that's what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Guys are hot. So I like them both. They're both hot. Um, Zion had a statement necklace. You see that big bone thing? Yeah. I was like, okay, that's a necklace, bitches. That's what a necklace looks like. <laughs> and then, but Santos with the whole Aztec thing in the beginning coming out, I was like, okay, He's beautiful I'm, man. I'm just a legado de fantasma. Okay, let's speak some Espanol or whatever. I love it. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm kind of in it. Um, I thought they both were kind of evenly back and forth. I wrote down, um, Zion came out swinging and punching hard. It's like, just hard. It's like, you're working the ring hard. He's working hard. He's kind of doing everything. And Zion's bigger than him. But then, of course, he, Santos comes back, and then he's getting wins. He comes back. It was, it was kind of going back and forth. Um, and then Zion comes back. Then you have a lecture off, off, off the thing, you know, yeah. touching his chest. And I was like, ooh, okay, girl, what are you going to do there? And then she kicks him in the balls or whatever. And it's, I mean, that part was kind of bugged. But, you know, of course, Santos wins. But it was a little clunky for me. I would love to see, by the way, just if I can jump in here real quick, I would love to see James' reaction to like some of Santos Escobar's better entrances because you mentioned the Aztec background stuff. Mm-hmm. He, especially last year, the previous years, has some of the coolest entrances and he changes it all the time. But it's different, uh, like he'll wear different attires and things that kind of shout out different parts of uh, Lucha Libre or Mexican culture oh, okay. Okay. Uh, in different ways. And they're they're very cool. One of these days... You got to find like some uh, some of Santos Escobar's best ring entrances. There, well, I noticed that very you know, stylish. Yeah, well, I noticed that when I watched all these, the entrance does set the tone, right? I was about who the character is, right? Is that the whole point, mm-hmm. right? They, they come out, they kind of here's their thing, and here's what they do, and they come out, and many of them had really because I would I would I do want to mention this really quick, um, the entrance I liked, which was the the most, which was on the other show, NXT show. I love uh, Walter the silhouette thing, and also I, I just love yes. how he just, it was like it was a, like you're ready, like you're just like I am ready. One of the best. See. I was ready to run. Yeah. What? A- no, no, his his entrance is <laughs> sick. I love Imperium and Walter and their whole thing with that music and just yes. the black and white, and it's yes. so. If you don't know who Walter is, you watch that, and you know I'm gonna get beat up. That's what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> I like that. In the interest of time, I got two more questions for you guys. And by the way, I think I know less about your type, James, because everyone's hot to you. It's just so I'm weird. All, I'm all, trust me, I like all kinds. Now, right, right, so all kinds, I like all kinds. So, I'm, I'm so I have a little bit of a question here. Uh, we had our, to that, to my knowledge, the the first play-in match for the Dusty Cup Classic, the tag team tournament. Uh, Joe Gacy and Harlan, which they end up losing to the first time, uh, tag team of Idris Enofe and Malik Blade. Both men who have terrible win-loss records individually, but they tag for the first time. James, let me ask you this. Uh, did you see a bit of cohesion with these two men, or did it seem thrown together as uh, someone who hasn't seen them wrestle before? Which, which, uh, which, I, 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 Idris Enofe and Malik Blade, the brothers. I, I feel like they were thrown together. Okay. I feel the same way, too. Yeah, I feel, I just, I feel like they I, – I didn't – I didn't. I mean, it's like, okay, so if you put two black men together, okay, that's fine. But <laughs> that that happens. Like, much more yeah. than that. Like, it feels like much more than that. For me, as a person who's a watch, I'm like, okay. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like they were, they worked well together. As, now, as I watched other tag teams, 
I'm seeing how better they worked together. Absolutely. This one, this did, it was just, it was average. Same for the same way. I didn't know if that was like a me because I'm bitter and I'm like jaded or not. Uh, Jack, thoughts about the, the, the Idris Enofe Malik Blade pairing and the act of playing match for the Dusty Cup class qualifying match. It was their first time, as far as I know, working together, but I, I thought I liked it. I, I like both of them individually. So maybe I'm giving them a little bit of a, they're getting a little bit of a bump from me because of that. But I like that they found a spot and I'm, I'm shocked they win one. Cause I thought Joe Gacy and Harlan were primed for something. They seem like the ones that are going to get ready for something big. So I was actually very surprised that, that they didn't get the win and that uh, Malik and Idris did. So I, I, that surprise maybe also left me with a little bit of a better taste in my mouth as opposed to just what I thought was going to be a ho-hum squashing by Gacy and Harland. And so I left it thinking this was good. I liked it. Uh, so while on that subject, my final question for you guys today, starting with Hugh Jack, Joe Gacy is a character that unfairly gets compared to Kevin Owens, but I will say stands out as a very unique character. Is it unique enough for NXT 2.0, or will he always be suffering from comparisons to, to Bray Wyatt or to, as I mentioned, Kevin Owens? Does he work for you, Jack? There's always going to be comparisons because it's low-hanging fruit, but I, I love this character. He's creepy. He's weird. He's also pushing very real buttons of saying things like safe space and, and whatnot, and so I think it, it also feels timely, but it's also creepy. The fact that he can say nothing wrong but you still know he's not a good person is a very great character trait to have because he never, nothing he says is bad. Everything he says, he's completely congruent in this is a safe place. We want to earn our spot into the tournament. We want to do all these things, but you still feel like I hate this guy. Boo, he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. What a uh, jerk. It shows just how talented he is. I think he's great. Yeah. JLJ, Joe Casey, thoughts weird i was like oh he's weird i was like <laughs> okay i'm like him and harlan are so opposites of each other looks wise and stuff and, and style i was like okay again reminded me of old school here's a character that just who has the look that you already notice it before you come out when he comes out like it's like so you got here open their mouth first and you know what the character is with him the look everything it was like he was working hard he was the, he was out there working hard to show that look um that was just kind of like Okay, he's a weird. He's he's strange. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, was like, I was like, yeah. Um, and he's trying. He scared the ref. Very very funny. It was like trying to scare the ref when they would call him out. And I'll be scared too. I'm like, I'm like oh, crazy. Um, I don't know, I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know much about him or anything. So I'm, I thought he stood out to me. Both of him hardest stood out to me. I think Joe Gacy is somebody out of the two. If done right, I guess. Yeah. Star. I mean, I can see it going the other way too, where he's not. He doesn't become a star, but I can see him going the way of becoming one. They do it it's right. Interesting, fan. if it's done right, if he's booked right, it'd be different. I mean, it's done, you know, you know sometimes, uh, sometimes, sometimes characters, you know, they don't work. You know, we know we know that in other other fields, like sometimes they'll try really hard, but some choices will happen where they don't really gel with the audience. You think yeah. they work, you just don't. Oh, yeah. You know, this in Marvel and all these things, something just don't work. And sometimes everything lines up, and it just and it just the characters just explode. Something good. Yeah, I get you. I'm with you. I just hope he gets uh, uh, better clothes. Uh, <laughs> it's about time we get out of here, man. Thanks for us watching this live here. It's on... Over already? That's it's it? Over, we're at an hour. We had an hour. Talked about wrestling for you know, an hour. Okay. Every Thursday, man. It's award-winning. Get in, get out, all that stuff. But before we do, it's our time for my favorite part of the show. is the MVP of NXT. James, I'm going to ask you something. Pick someone, a tag team, an individual in NXT or NXT UK that stuck out to you the most. And there are a lot of options this week. There were. Can I do a tie? No. no. <laughs> I said I allow, but Jack doesn't. But he said no. So no. <laughs> okay. So no. The answer is no. Okay. So I got to pick uh, Braun Breaker. Wow. No match. Just showed up. Just set the pace, and that's what you need. Respect that. Always go for the champion, Jack. This week I go Wendy Chu. I think she stood out. She's the one that helped really find a place for herself. I think of everyone who was on TV. She's the one that made us all say, I want to see what's next. I want to see her come back. And that's really the name of the game. So I go with Wendy. She was my, she was my tie. You're, yeah. I knew that. So that's why I threw that out there. I, 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 I wanted you to feel better. That's why you did that. I yeah. mean, Wendy, Wendy Chu had all the 
all the opportunity to fail this week and did not. <laughs> and she thrived. So props to her. Uh, for me, it's got to be Walter, man. Walter can always give you a main event matchup. He don't miss. Even his, his matches that are kind of B pluses, he finds a way to make that up. And the other one, Nathan Frazier looks like he can tussle with the main event picture after it i mean i understand it's his last match at nxt uk but he did the whole brand a favor gotta give it to that uh yeah thanks so much for watching us live on facebook youtube twitter or twitch if you're on the audio version drop us a five star rating jlj been a pleasure honor and privilege for having you on the show if the chat wants you back but before we do all that stuff before we make that deal official where can the world find you online good sir I want to thank your your fans who watched this. Actually, said I'm doing. I guess I was decent. So thank you. I'd, I'd love to come back if if Jack and Memo have me. Um, we'll see, my guys. Yeah. Yeah, Jackson, Jackson, decide. You can find me. We're all James Lott Jr. Sold at James Lott Jr. on all social media platforms, including TikTok. And just a little plug: tomorrow night it's live. Me, Full Voice, and Frank Rand talking to Marvel Universe on my channel, which is JLJ Media on YouTube follow i'm definitely afraid because frank moran is a genius <laughs> anything pop culture i hope i don't get nerd checked jack farmer we're gonna find you online yeah you can find me at real jack farmer across all social media you can check me out on the mac mania show new episode dropped yesterday as well as the masked man show i'm i'm sitting in on that one and that episode literally got released like within the past hour or two so check that out as well all on the ringer network so, you know, Draped in Gold is available wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening right now, five stars are great. And if you're kind of listening to one show, make sure to check out the other. NXT UK is my favorite show of wrestling. Whole stop, full stop, full period, whatever the phrase is. Please do it. Tell a friend about it. It's a show worth watching. But until next week, Jack Farmer, say the words. Do your best and be yourself.